In this week's episode of Five Guys Flicking Around, we're talking about none other than the forgotten 1990s action classic Broken Arrow. Not to be confused with the 1960s western film of the same name, this film stars John Travolta as a fighter pilot pushed to the limits who gives an all-time great villain performance as he threatens to nuke the southwest. Will Christian Slater, with the help of Samantha Mathis, be able to stop him, or will the nuclear weapon be launched through John Travolta's midsection? Probably the latter, but also, probably no one cares. Guys, let's talk about Rome Film Festival award winner for Best Actor in 2019's The Fanatic, John Travolta, who in conjunction with John Woo, presents side by side with five guys flicking around 1996's Broken Arrow. <laughs> You be calm because I got things to tell you, okay? I got two things I want well, to tell you. I'm not you. listening two things. to you as long as you're holding that gun, I'll tell you. Mrs. Banks. Get that stupid thing away. Oh, what the fuck's happening? Oh, oh man. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. How the fuck did you do that? Oh, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. Chocolate moose. I can't talk I too long. I got to poo. That's American eating. Frog leg eating, snail sucking, motherfucking cock sucking bureaucrat. So now that we're clear on how I use the M word, take it or leave it. Print it, don't print it. Dress up like Halloween, and ghouls will try to get in your pants. How many diapers does he go through a day? About six. Who's his favorite rock star? Michael Jackson. Oh, thank you, sir. I don't know if I could have kept my sanity. The wickedly talented, one and only, a dozen motherfucker. You're kidding. Woo! It's my prerogative. <laughs> you are out of your mind. There's like, uh, so Devin watches like a shit ton of TikToks. And there was a really funny one because this girl was just like, here, like, uh, calzone, that's a pizza ravioli. Um, Uncrustables, Uncrustables, butter jelly, butter ravioli. jelli ravioli. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like pregnant woman, human ravioli. <laughs> I was just thinking. You said Devin watches a shit ton of TikToks. Um, shit talks, new app. Yeah, All yeah. you do is talk shit on other people or do poo related yeah, videos. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> you have a double, yeah. double two pronged <laughs> homepage. It's yeah, just exactly. Like you, decide, it you decide which group you want to be a part of. It's just like Billy, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like Billy, look at my shit. Yeah, yeah, those are the two options. Yeah, shit talk. Welcome back. Welcome back to <laughs> Five Guys Flicking Around. Yeah, uh, finally, Broken Arrow. We're doing it, everybody. Wow, if we if this comes out like next to Wild Hogs, it's like a Travolta month we're working on. Yeah, <laughs> that'll that'll we'll make that happen. <laughs> Uh, it is John Travoltis, John Travoltember, <laughs> yeah. Tra- 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 Travolta, Blue Travolta, Blue Travoltember. <laughs> that was like a weird car that Tesla put out originally, yeah. and she's yeah. like, "Ah, oh, fuck, I forgot the actor." The all-new Dodge Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds way too. Appropriate. Drive one today. <laughs> Yeah, we are doing only 1990- available in stick shift. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Oh, all right. <laughs> Wait, the stick shift's on this driver's seat. It's like I know. It's like what? Oh, we love you, John. <laughs> this is in memory of Kelly Preston. I hope she was getting her own her own thing on the side. At least some self service. Yeah. 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 I don't know There's if that no was way... within her religious freedoms. We know Travolta <laughs> owned a lot of planes and stuff, so he bought a lot of toys, and I hope she did the same. You guys want to guess yeah. Kelly Preston's middle name? Elvis. Hydrogen. 
It's uh, Kelly Kamala Lihua. Huh. <laughs> That's her like original name. Hawaiian or something? It's K A M A L E L E H U A. Yeah, sure. That sounds Hawaiian. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's just like I did not. And now here's Sting. Um, if we're going off of IMDb trivia, I wanted to share my favorite IMDb trivia. Of course. um, That I read on here. This is kind of long, but this is exactly the way it's written. In the film's novelization, based on Graham Yost's original script, Mm -hmm. Terry Carmichael, played by Samantha Mathis, isn't a helpless character as she's depicted in the film. For example, the scene where boards the train and sees the guy programming the missile beats her up and she defends herself a lot more than the finished film with the same result as she throws the hammer at his head, hitting him the temple and dying. All right. First Why don't we jump into first impressions? Sure. Brandon, yeah. what's your first impression? This was another Brandon Osorio bootleg VHS classic. And I remember watching this like seven or eight years old, and this was the first movie that I saw that uh, had the word f*** in it. Ah. Yeah, no, I was just like, I've never heard that before. And I told that to Devin, and she's like, you were seven or eight before you heard the word f***? That's too old. Yeah, I agree. Really? Yeah, like four. Damn. Right. I don't know, just like your parents saying it or something? No, because that's what I'm saying is because my parents never cursed. Hmm. Yeah. My my parents cursed. Well, my dad cursed, and his adage was, "Do as I say, not as I do." Basically, I have carte blanche to be a hypocrite. Yeah, <laughs> go right. fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so this is uh, the first movie that I heard the word <laughs> in. So it has, uh, you know, it's got that going for it. Uh, John Travolta is just annoying as fuck in this movie. I mm-hmm. can't stand him at all. My whole thing is like, I love '90s Travolta, like. Early Travolta, Grease, Saturday Night Fever, Urban Cowboy. Those movies all suck balls. So, like, everything that he made his name off of, like, he sucks. Mm -hmm. But, like, in the 80s, he did, like, Blowout for De Palma, which is a cool movie. Mm -hmm. And then, like, all of, like, everything after Pulp, it's, like, he leaned into, like, I'm back and, like, fuck it, I'm going to be a weirdo. Yeah, and, like, very Nick Cage kind yeah, of Yeah, very Nick like, Cage. Yes. Whatever. And, and so I'll I like that. Like, yeah. I personally love him in this movie. I thought he was, like, the best part of the movie. It's, I, it, I was loving how just, like, over the top and, like, hammy he was. But, like, strange and off-putting. Yeah. But, but it's like, very, like, it's very obvious to me watching it. Like, he's trying so hard. Yeah, that's what I like about it. No, I know, but yeah. like the thing that really <laughs> yeah. put me off is like he always did that thing where he was talking through his teeth. Yeah, that, that was, was one of my favorite to parts. Be right. His very uh, aggressive kind of delivery for anything, and yeah. it's like no. Yeah, so this is my first time seeing it. Uh, I always remember that it was the Howie Long movie, and then I confused yeah. this with Backdraft. <laughs> I liked how the the plot wasn't too boiled down in minutia. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a great plot, but like they kept it light and they kept it like yeah, it's for the action. It's you get yeah. it. They're trying to get stop Travolta and yes. yeah. get the bomb back. Yeah, so that's it. Okay, all right. Uh, so uh, talk, touching on that point, I thought this IMDb trivia was fun. There was a lot of fun trivia for this movie. Yeah. Uh, Samantha Mathis. Did anyone confuse this with Hog Wild? There is a fun one on that. <laughs> cool. I was gonna. I'll, I'll say that one first since you brought it up. 
uh, one of the trivias. This film is not a remake of the Western of the same name from 1950, Broken Arrow. Oh, uh, see, I thought so, this was a Western. A lot of people one. might yeah. have confused it, yeah. got excited to go see this. Yeah. What do you mean there's a nuke in it? That wasn't in the original. <laughs> yeah, some old guy left yeah. real mad in 96, <laughs> yeah. just like, this isn't the... <laughs> Remaking everything. Where are all the engines? Just wait. (laughs) It was Clint Eastwood. You're right. (laughs) I'm here to see the Western. (laughs) Uh, So, but the real trivia that I wanted to bring up is that character, Samantha Mathis, the love interest. She played the love interest in this movie of Christian Slater. She played the love interest of his in the 1990 movie, Pump Up the Volume. And the best bit of this trivia is... They also voiced characters that were romantically involved in the movie Fern Gully. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and we will like, be doing Fern Gully. <laughs> even in cartoon form, these two couldn't keep their hands off. They were like inseparable. <laughs> they were like a Gosling Emma Stone duo in like the early nineties. Yeah. What do you like? Pump up the volume, Fern Gully, yeah. uh, Broken Arrow. <laughs> All right, Kyle. First impression. This movie was good. Okay, good. Let's move on. Uh, I don't know if anyone did a plot rundown, so we're just going to wing it. Uh, it starts really, really cool. John Travolta and uh, Christian Slater are fighting. They're boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't believe any of that for a minute. Yeah, in the boxing scene, I like this quote, Brandon. Don't you remember that's how Ollie beat Foreman talking about the mm-hmm. rope-a-dope? And Christian Slater says, I don't remember what day a week it is. Yeah. It's like, I fucking feel that, man. I don't know what day it is, what week it is, what fucking month it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, true. Well, August, baby. He was, living, he was living 2020 before all of us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really, that was a good line. That was a good Christian Slater, too. I hope you'll try a couple more of those later on. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see what yeah, happens. Just make it real crispy, kind of. <laughs> crispy driver i assume there you go <laughs> crispy driver um, i assume so so after that they're in the locker room and they're they're all you know they're washing up they're washing each other it's a great scene um, oh, yeah. sexy washcloth scene <laughs> that was uh where i realized oh this is a fun relationship they have you know yeah yeah like i was oh, this these is guys playful. both give it to each other in different yeah. ways oh absolutely Just the way it is um and then after that, we have the uh, kind of the setup for like why they're flying this the stealth bomber. Did you guys kind of catch that? Uh, there, no. <laughs> okay, Explain. Aaron. Yeah, it was. Uh, All right, so World flying, War Three is going just, on in Utah. <laughs> he mentioned they're flying low. Utah, I know that yeah, much. Me too. So what it is is I, as far as I understood it, they were trying to like test out the tracking capabilities of this Air Force base um, on this plane. So basically they're gonna put nuclear weapons on this plane, it's gonna go in stealth mode, and the Air Force base is just going to try to see if they can even track them at all. Yeah, okay, I kind of picked up on that. Um, so you got that going on, and then I think one of the guys like pulls up in the park and sees the couple camping. Yeah. And uh, just guns him down, yeah. And that was cool because the guy fall like after he gets shot, he falls in the fire. That had to hurt. So that's cool. And then when when this guy shoots the wife that's in the tent, <laughs> they show her her silhouette, and then mm-hmm. you see the blood splatter. Like it's just a lot of cool images for for a lot of the death in this movie. And I like absolutely, that. I I like that a lot too. And I loved that after this guy walked up and murdered these two people in cold like blood, just went secured yeah. <laughs> like, what place do you have to be in in life to just yeah. 
blow away two people right, camping right. and just be like secured. Right. So the people are camping. They murder them. They're all setting up this whole mm-hmm. heist so that John mm-hmm. Travolta can steal the nukes that him and Christian Slater are flying for this test. He releases the nukes successfully. Yes, yes. That's what they were fighting over. That's and right. And they parachute down to the ground. How did you find me? I saw your chute. Oh, don't step on that stuff. There, on that black stuff. Jeez, it's cryptogamic soil. Very fragile. Endangered dirt. That's a new one. This park ranger who's worried about endangered dirt is now his, uh, I guess his, like, Second in command to retrieve. Sounds like dudes. you don't respect park rangers very much. No, I, <laughs> if she just, was a man, he would. Yeah, that's what it is. I forgot one of the things to mention too is like, just John Travolta is a badass when he's smoking, and the guy's like, "Uh, oh, you can't smoke in my office," and he's like, "Ah, oh, sorry, sir, it won't happen again." And he just uses his fingers to put it out. Yeah, it is cool. Very McSullivan-y. Very. Um, yeah. No, McSullivan would put it out on his own, like wrist or something right he put it down on pops's wrist (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh i forgot that part okay so yeah so right before john travolta shows up these guys fuck i keep forgetting the guy's name gutfield bob gunton bob gunton so yeah like kyle like you said they so bob gunter gunton's uh (laughs) henchman i for some reason that name does not stick in my head i'm sorry uh, but his henchmen, they go ahead and take out all the military guys, and then you find out that Howie Long is also uh, working with Travolta. Love Howie and, Long. Yeah, no, he's actually really good. Yeah, he delivers he his is. lines well, which is he like... Is. Yeah. I would, do, you think, do you think he's a better actor than Terry Funk? Is he a better actor? Yes. I, yeah. Do I like him more? No. Right. No, okay. I think yeah, no, the Funk true. man has more range and more emotion. <laughs> That he can tap into if he needs to. Does right, he? rage. Well, we've seen quiet we've seen, contemplation in Roadhouse. Totally. We see Funk get like fired when he's like passionate about something. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more, a lot more emotional. Long spectrum. gets impassioned at the end. It's like this wasn't part of the plan, man. He does. Yeah. And that's I, point I, break. My us. hope is in the the longer cut. There's more of that. Yeah. There's the scene where he has to actually mm-hmm. act, and that's impressive. He's an actor in this movie. And in the movie, he's playing a character that then has to act. (laughs) No, it's a mindfuck, for sure. Yeah. No, but I thought that was a cool scene, too. So then Howie Long, uh, he calls into base, and he, uh, they have no idea that he's on John Travolta's side. And he makes it sound like everyone's dead because the core of the nuclear uh, warhead got exposed. So that was cool because it just shows that John Travolta had this whole thing planned out. Yeah, great bad guy performance from mm-hmm. John Travolta in this movie. Sure, sure. I mean, the more we talk about, like, it's it's very typical of the podcast. The more we talk about it, the more I realize, like, yeah, like it's good. You guys are right. My opinion of things is stupid, and you guys are right. So that's the way it goes. You're beginning to shake my confidence. Now I haven't been in the military for twenty years. I planned and flew over one hundred missions in the Gulf. I put these boys together because they are motivated and they are highly trained like me. This is what I do, Mr. Pritchett, and this is battle. And battle is a highly fluid situation. Look, Mr. Pritchett, I will deliver the weapons to the destination. But I can't depend and I can't guarantee that those assholes in Washington won't do something stupid like not pay. What if they don't? (laughs) Well, if they don't. The Southwest will be a quiet neighborhood for uh, about 10,000 years. 
John Travolta sends somebody in the helicopter to go check things out to see if it's Christian Slater's character. He thinks it is. He basically is sending mm-hmm. him to go kill him. Yeah. And the guy in the helicopter's response is, let's have a little fun here. Right. <laughs> like, shoots a million machine gun bullets yeah. the, at the park ranger lady and Christian Slater as they're running away from the right. helicopter. That's where he's like, aim for their feet where they just stepped <laughs> yeah. five seconds yeah. ago. Like a Western, like, yeah. dance and like, yeah. Yeah, that kind of this, thing. This is the beginning of, like... Uh, there's a line in uh, Arrested Development uh, where the Henry Winkler character is a lawyer. The Fonz? Yeah, the Fonz uh, for the family. And it's like, I got the worst fucking attorney. Like, they say that yeah. all the time about him. And, like, in this movie, like, John Travolta's just got to be thinking, I have the worst fucking benchman. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I sent this guy to kill him in a helicopter. Yeah. And he's like, let's have a little fun here. <laughs> like, no, all you had to do was kill him. Yeah. Like, his henchmen the whole movie are fucking things up. He's constantly yeah. like, Stop shooting at the nuclear warhead. Right, right. Like, <laughs> just, and then they just keep blindly blasting away. Would you mind not shooting at the thermonuclear weapons? And uh, Christian Slater takes down the helicopter with a handgun. That's, yeah. So, I mean, that was really or not, funny. It's a cool scene. He was shooting up a canyon cliffside, like 200 yeah. feet. Very tiny shot. Yeah. Through, like, the foot window of yeah. the helicopter. Yeah, not even the main window. The tiny window on the bottom yeah. side. And it was a headshot. Or yeah, a throat it shot, was. I think. It was. Yeah, instant kill shot for do the guy that he... said, let's have a little fun. Do we think he acted alone, or do we think there was a larger conspiracy at play? Because yeah, that's a difficult shot to make by for one I'm gonna guy. I'm going to say the endangered you know? had something a... to do with it, too. Maybe there was someone on the hill? Yeah. Maybe. Interesting. Woody Harrelson's dad got busted. <laughs> Years later, after divorcing Woody's mom and remarrying, Charles Harrelson decided it was a good idea to start killing people for money. He even got himself some business cards that read, Have Gun, Will Travel, and Hitman. When a drug lord in some legal trouble hired Charles Harrelson to take out a federal judge, everything changed. The judge, John H. Wood, was getting ready to leave for work in May 1979 when Harrelson shot him in the back with a rifle. The judge died on the way to the hospital, and the killing absolutely shook the nation. It was the first time a federal judge had been assassinated in the United States. Eventually, however, Charles Harrelson's luck ran out. While driving down a Texas interstate in his girlfriend's Corvette, the car's muffler started giving him trouble. And as Harrelson wasn't exactly a mechanic, he decided to fix the muffler by blasting it with a 44 Magnum. Harrelson, who was high on cocaine at the time, shot out his tire instead. All that gunfire on the side of the road attracted quite a bit of attention, and soon the cops were on the scene. Harrelson found himself in a standoff with the police for six long hours, threatening suicide the entire time. And as officers trained their guns in his direction, Harrelson admitted to the killing of the judge, as well as John F. Kennedy, interestingly enough. Oh, I love Woody. We got to do another Hunger Games movie when we get the chance. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Starting Let's go backwards and do one. Hunger Let's Games do 3. Next. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Hungvember, yeah. Hungvember. Yeah. yeah. We could do Boogie Nights. We could do Hunger Games. We could do lots of options with that. We will be doing Knock Around, guys. Yeah. For Aaron's birthday <laughs> in November. So they don't um, come out. It's mid-January of 2021. Maybe February. <laughs> after President uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has taken <laughs> office. Finally. <laughs> we're going to get to the point where, like, we're, we're going to pay someone, like, $100 to edit every episode. Yeah. Like, It'll be worth it. We're going to, like, 
scam the system and like get like college credits also applied to it right for like some trade <laughs> yeah. school where it's like we'll pay you a hundred dollars but also it'll cover your elective like because like we just keep recording these and like yeah. the, the editing output is slowed down like i haven't touched rocky yet <laughs> yeah it's like that was supposed to be out today probably hunger games you know yeah who knows so, who knows at this point. national treasure so, uh yeah child's play mortal Kombat. well yeah. those Wild three Hogs. have issues <laughs> Yeah, I know. Hogs is basically ready to Hogs go. Hogs is good to go. Yeah. That's 135 minutes of fun. Yeah. And to be fair, like, who's waiting around for these and, and being like, what the hell? Nobody. What are these Just five Mark. guys sitting on right now? <laughs> and Phil. Shout out Phil. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Mike's the only one who's like, you guys quit or what? Because, oh, like, yeah, if yeah. a week goes by, he's like, is it all over? <laughs> yeah. He thinks we're barely hanging on by a thread. He doesn't realize that... I'll do this every week. We just need someone to help us edit it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a sl- Hey, uh, speaking of that, if you're interested in editing our podcast, <laughs> send an email to five guys flicking around at gmail.com. We will compensate you with college course credits mm-hmm. <laughs> when applicable yeah. and maybe a monetary. Get us the sum. papers to sign. We'll sign them. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, just go ahead and send us your best fake ad. Uh, and that'll kind of be like your audition piece. Yeah, and Aaron is a hell of a photoshopper, so we'll make it look good. Yeah, yeah you, right. your professors won't know. It'll be an A, yeah. all the way. And uh, <laughs> you know, we do take um, our evaluations seriously, so you will be doing a lot of evaluations on us because mm-hmm. we thrive on constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's the only way that we grow. Yeah, yeah. right. We're our toughest critics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and. Uh, Buy a swimsuit still for your mom or whoever. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Fuck <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. What happened next? So let's. I think, Brandon, I think we're at the point. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you give us a quick 20-second synopsis of the movie up until this point, just so we can throw it in if we need to to make it make sense. Sure. So at this point, you've got um, Christian Slater and John Travolta, two Air Force pilots piloting a uh, stealth bomber that's carrying nukes. John Travolta decides, I'm going to go rogue. I'm going to unleash these nukes. I'm going to drop them and uh, try and kill Christian Slater. Christian Slater doesn't die. He gets uh, ejected from the plane somewhere over the desert. Um, Samantha Matheson finds him, and now he's got a park ranger that's going to help him find those nukes and find John Travolta. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much where we're at right now. John Travolta yeah. finds both of the nukes. And, and like we'll uh, we'll we'll go into more detail that might not make sense. But the rest of the movie is John Travolta wants to blow everyone up or get a ransom, mm-hmm. and Christian Slater's trying to sl- stop it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that and Samantha Ma- Matheson doesn't yeah. get explored much. Much like I thought it'd get explored more, but the the five percent uh, Volvo ownership that he's he's lined up. Is interesting. Yeah, like, that's, that's one interesting of the uh, yeah, that's one of his demands for the ransom. So how much you ask for? Lots. I got a broker in Stockholm that's going to buy me five percent of Volvo, and for the rest of my years, I'm going to live off the dividends, happy in the knowledge that I'm helping to make the safest automobiles in the world. So that's what this is all about, huh? The money? <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Well, you tell me why. Go ahead. You tell me why. Because you've been passed over for promotion so many times, you want to show the bastards you're right. You know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's because everybody's cashing out, so why the hell not you? I don't know, maybe, maybe your mother dropped you on your head when you were a baby. I mean, who the hell cares, Deke? I mean, there's no difference between you and a guy who shoots up a schoolyard. You both got a uh, head full of bad wiring. <laughs> 
What was that? You're fucked in the head, Deke! <laughs> yeah, just, I'm gonna live off the dividend. Like, got real, it got real boring with what he'd do with his, his money. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm going to invest it in a car company and then live off the dividends. Well, you get the oh, idea Jesus. that it was a joke because it seemed like this whole time his plan no, was to blow it up. No, he has the guy, he's like, has, uh, I know he says have that. him on the line. I know he says that, but I'm just saying, like, he thought this the wasn't whole really time he seems hell-bent on blowing up this right. fucking nuke. Like, yeah, it doesn't take much to get him to be like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> Every time he's like, 30 minutes? Nope, 13. Everyone. Yeah. How about five yeah. minutes? Let's be nice this. here. I'll just kill everyone. <laughs> There's never, like, another phone call of, like, so where's the money? Right. Never right. comes back. It's like, yeah. after that one video of demands, it's like, did they even try? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, that's were they going to get the money? I don't know. <laughs> that's very yeah, it's true. like a kid who's like, if you have trouble with your homework, like, we'll just go over in class the next day. Yeah. And the kid like, doesn't do his homework. He's like, I didn't understand it. So you said we go over it. The end of the movie, <laughs> the Christian Slater character, who's always one step ahead, is like, everything says he's going west. So he's going east. So, like, the U.S. Just government thinks yeah. he's going west right. to, you know, get the money. Mm -hmm. He's really going east this whole time to blow up Colorado. Like he doesn't actually plan well, on think, getting the money. Yeah, I don't think. Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, he's just. I, I might be completely wrong. I think he's trying to just hide it to get to, to. So where they're like, we don't know where it is. Now we'll pay you. But he kills Bob Gunton, the backer of the money. He does. Like, he doesn't but seem he, concerned. I'm sure he was going to kill that guy all along. He does say after one of the Benjamins killed, you just saved me three three million dollars. Yeah, so right. like, I I, I also, was confused. His need, motives didn't seem Bob clear. Gunton? Why does yeah. he need that guy? The money, the financial backing for Yeah, there's what? always the ambiguous financial, <laughs> the financial backing for what yeah. though? And Bob Gunton wanted to sell it for more money. He's right. like, I'm stupidly rich. I want to get more rich. Well, right. Let's right. do a new heist. <laughs> yeah, it's weird what the stock market's too easy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's weird yeah, what the, nukes. the it's nukes. Here it's all is. nukes, baby. When NFL superstar turned Hollywood actor Howie Long found out his firstborn son didn't want his firstborn dong, Howie was confused. He spent months asking God if he should intervene, and after finding no answers, Howie figured the answer was in no answer. However, one morning, Howie buttered a piece of toast, only to see the shapely shape of a woman's vagina in the burnt edges of his wheat toast, and Howie was sure he knew what he was obligated by God to do. Introducing the only sex change company started by Howie Long for Howie Long's kids by Howie Long. At How She Dong, you can put your parents' disappointment at ease as you snip your dick or clit, throw away the tip, and end up with a slit or a dick. How She Dong makes sure your sex change transition is comfortable, confident, and co-signed by none other than 3,000 Miles to Graceland star Howie Long. When your parents look unapprovingly at your decision to turn your VV into a PP and say to you, How she dong? You can say, Howie Long approves and why don't you? That should shut him up. Anyway, How she dong is the only Howie Long sex change company that takes the confusion you feel inside and makes it confusing on the outside as well. How she dong. <laughs> Back to Broken Arrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what else? So yeah. they're yeah they're on uh, limited time. There's not much they can do. So that's why he decides to go to that copper mine. Christian Slater and and Samantha Matheson they take the nuke down into the mine, and their idea is to leave it down there and then head out. But mm -hmm. John Travolta's people arrive, and that's when they have the shootout. Yeah, and 
He's telling them all, don't shoot at the nuke, and they're just still blindly shooting at yeah. it. How many times do I have to say it? Please don't shoot the nuclear weapons. Yeah, no, they are. They're, they're very stupid. But they also introduce grenades. Which mm-hmm. that's cool. That I love yeah. the scene where there's where there's a uh, shootout, but then somebody else has a grenade, then you got to deal with that now. Yeah, that was fun. I liked yeah. when it was uh, grenade play. When the whole thing was sealed off after the grenades, mm-hmm. and she, she's like, "Well, that's it, I guess, huh?" And he like he doesn't try anything. He's just like, "Well, well that's it, then, isn't it?" You have any family? No, just me and Fred. Fred, who's, uh, who's Fred, your boyfriend? No, my dog. You got any family? <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, let's, expl- let's, like, talk about what we're going to give up now before we die. Classic yeah. Christian slave. <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> like, sorry. Yeah, no, so, so much, I've re- I realized that so much of this movie is, like, her being proactive and him kind of being a doofus. Like, yeah. he does, like, Christian Slater does a lot of things without thinking, whereas, like, Samantha Matheson will have a plan that she's trying to execute. She knows the terrain. <laughs> I thought this was interesting. She says that they're, like, 2,000 feet down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I was like, I wonder how deep the Earth is. Pretty deep. 1,800 miles. Yeah. So, yeah, like, 2, feet based on shit. that, mole people exist, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. That's the conclusion I came to. Right. Yeah, like we think aliens from outer space. Exactly. No, 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 they're from we haven't down. even gone in that yeah. deep. We're the aliens to them. Yeah. We're they're the, like, whoa. who's being the loud upstairs neighbor? Like, keep the noise yeah. down. Sweet potato, bland potato debacle. Yeah. And the downstairs. We tried neighbors. giving them the sweet potatoes, and that seems to not have worked. The flat earthers <laughs> don't think that they have upstairs and downstairs neighbors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I like I like the mine scene. There's um Okay, wait. I hated no. this scene. I liked the gunfire like you were talking about. I liked what the grenades. I hated the science and like I know it's a stupid movie and like I don't need my handheld that much or like it's easy for me to suspend you disbelief. You make me hold your hand the entire time we do these episodes. <laughs> only now you're saying I don't need my handheld only that much. during the scary parts. I don't know. It was just like, we're going to put the nukes down there and it'll just be a big copper pot. And like, I was just like, I don't like the radiation didn't leak out. And it's like, I don't know, man, like this is all. It seems like there would be, even with what happened there, a lot of (laughs) stuff that needs to be addressed there. And like all these people are having horrible medical issues very quickly after this. So personally, I liked it just because of the way the scene's set up, right? Like, they're underground, so it looks really cool. Um, The nuke is, like, armed, so there's a ticking clock, so there's, like, that sense of urgency as Mm -hmm. they're doing the shootout. And they go on a fun Wild Rivers ride. Yeah, it does. I like that. I like like that it was, like... I like that it was a unique shootout too. You had a lot of times where like Christian Slater was using two pistols. He was grabbing a grenade and chucking it. So like for me, it was a fun action scene. And I like that it was like in a different kind of location too. That was very McSullivan when he grabbed both of the guns. It wasn't like we both have a gun. Let's attack from different angles. It was like, give me your gun. I'll be right back. (laughs) He he takes both handguns and like misses wildly (laughs) with all of his shots. Yeah. If I don't come back, you're probably going to die because I have both guns. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 
You dress up as me and go out there. I'll be back here. (laughs) With both guns waiting. (laughs) Tricky devil, McSullivan. And that's when John Travolta takes the flashlight to Bob Gunton's throat. Mm-hmm. It's a cool, to cool death. It's Badass, insane. great villain performance from John Travolta in this yeah. film. Sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> I just realized something. I never actually killed anyone before. I mean, I dropped bombs on Baghdad, but uh, never face to face. I don't know what the big deal is. I really don't. Um, yeah, so th- like you said, Kyle, at that point, she's freaking out because she's like, ah, I think I've got radiation poisoning. And that's when Christian Slater's like, I don't know, see the butterflies? Uh, they mm. wouldn't be around if there was uh, radiation, so that's, we're all good. That's 101 in the handbook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good Christian Slater. I'm, I'm impressed. Well. It's honestly really good. Now John Travolta thinks that Christian Slater's for sure dead, but he's not. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where they see that they're moving the nukes onto a boat and uh, there's some other characters that get introduced that are taking it from the boat to the train. There's a steady rotation of new benchmen in this film. Yeah, there is. It's like, I'm the boat benchman, yeah. I'm the train benchman. Like, <laughs> he's just got new bad guys at his disposal. Like, yeah. that's what Gunton was doing. train guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a video game. Every level, there's a guy who just keep coming. Yeah, the only <laughs> consistency is Howie Long. Yep. Yeah. From vehicle to vehicle. Right. Oh, yeah, they're like, let's get one notable guy, and he'll just be around the entire time. He'll be our Terry Funk. Yeah, and that's that's how long, for sure. The role belongs to Mr. Cutler. That boat belongs to Mr. Cutler. <laughs> also, that train and those nukes. That'd be, uh, it'd be funny if Funk was in this one because Travolta would definitely kill him or fire him. You know, it'd be, it wouldn't go yeah. like... Travolta would definitely funk him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all know. We all know, for sure. I got funked um, by Mr. Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> the anus belongs to Mr. Travolta. <laughs> So at this point, Samantha Matheson gets on the boat where the nukes are. Christian Slater jumps off and leaves her there. And this is kind of where, like, she's, like, it's my duty to duty. keep pursuing this guy. Even though she has no idea. Oh, duty. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Keep yeah. going. I agree. It's, it means poo-poo. Duty. Uh, yeah. Classic. Five you guys flicking around. So then... Christian Slater gets picked up by the military. Samantha Matheson is still with John Travolta and his guys. Christian Slater's like, get off of the boat, and it's, she stays on. Right. She is so easy to find on that boat. She's just, under yeah. one just claw. Under a, like, a little blanket. Like, just like, I gotta sneeze so bad, but yeah. if I sneeze, I'm dead. <laughs> it would have been fun if she just let out a little tiny fart, and that's what like. Blew and John the Travolta already knows the scent of everybody else's farts on that boat. So he knows that it's it's somebody yeah. else. And for the people who haven't seen the movie, <sighs> someone this, else is on. <laughs> this isn't a traditional bad Max guy is, boat that you might you. be thinking of. Yeah. This is like a five seater boat with four men on it and like one little yeah. space that she's hidden, crouched on with a blanket over her. Right. It's one of those boats <laughs> yeah. where if you have an extra thirty pounds, you might have to unload. <laughs> yeah. yeah, weight distribution is an issue on this. Yes. Boat. Yeah. <laughs> like some people might not even classify it technically as a boat. You know, it's right. more of a dinghy. Yeah, yeah it's a dinghy. <laughs> It's a flotilla almost. <laughs> and she's just like Gloria, quiet and close by. Hell yeah. Um, 
So that's when uh, Christian Slater, he talks to Giles. Giles, there you go. So he's talking to them and he says, you know, they're, they're taking the nuke to this children's hospital because that's the tag that I found there. And that's when the limitless thing comes in where he's like, oh, no, he's, he planted that there. He wanted me to think that's where he's taking the nukes. The nukes, but John <laughs> the <Travolta's>. nudes. <laughs> oh, there goes my SOS. All of the Scientologist oh, nude photos of John Travolta That's... they have. <laughs> I didn't. I'm pretending to cross something off, but I didn't write it down in the first place. <laughs> so yeah, so he's taking the nudes to to Colorado <laughs> instead. Uh, Christian Slater realizes because he he thinks that he just planted that. Uh, tag for the children's hospital. It's the rope the a dope. Car. He says they, if he's yeah. going west, he's probably really going east. Well, and they yeah. make it sound like all the clue, clues he's leaving us is, is like indicating this. It's like, yeah, he's not leaving. It's not the no. uh, unusual suspect or usual suspects. I mean, where it's like tying all these things together. Now that's an idea, though. The unusual suspect. Yeah, right. Just like what a weird group of dudes. Yeah, it's <laughs> a guy with no legs and no arms. Right. Uh, it's the uh, disabled kid. I was thinking the one that don't think this no guy's good. unusual. He's a suspect. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. No, what were you thinking, Kyle? I was just thinking like affluent white guys. Oh, wow. Okay. The unusual suspects. I didn't do it. Like, he said he didn't do it. He paid us a lot of money. He must be clean. Look, he's yeah. a kid. He's 32. Yeah. Justice system ain't fair. Yeah. So let, let's go to the ending. System. So um, Samantha Matheson's on the train. Christian Slater realizes that they're going to Denver, so he gets in a helicopter and uh, flies and follows that train. And, uh, I mean, anything you guys want to go over with the shootout? There's a lot of little things. I was going to say, we can just get to the end. Like, we can talk about fun stuff here, or we can not and just say, like, it ends. Fun it doesn't matter. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Hey! Oh, Mrs. C! Do you have anything for the last fight scene? Like, there's a lot to talk about, I but I feel like did. we could also get to it in categories a lot categories, of it, yeah. you know? Whatever I have to say about it. Yeah, I don't have a lot of, like, specific stuff there. Yeah. Uh, just that it ends with them boxing, Christian Slater and John Travolta boxing, which is cool. A little book ending. Uh, and then John Travolta just gets thrusted by the nuke. Uh, yeah, he gets ass blasted. Yeah, yeah, no, it goes straight into his Penetrated penis. right yeah. into him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to surmise the ending, because we didn't do a great job here, Christian Slater and the chick are on the train, and they're trying to stop John Travolta. And John Travolta's benchmen go down one by one, mm-hmm. and it ends, like Brandon said, with John Travolta boxing Christian uh, Who cares? It ends. You did yeah. a good job. The end. The and end. it says, broken arrow. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and then uh, in this country plays. And that's when, that's when Christian Slater is right on top of Samantha Matheson and says, all right, you can come. Is that what he sh- he says for real? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, like didn't watch the end. I hated the ending, to be honest. That whole romantic angle that like wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like, just don't even do but it. I, they didn't, yeah. yeah. Like well, at I, the end, just be like, fuck, we're alive. That's cool. It feels like they milked it enough to be like, look, there's a romantic angle. That's... Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah, because Christian Slater, really into it. he was like, I used to fuck her. Right. <laughs> that, was, that was my old uh, yeah. slam piece. Yeah. Fern Gully, this. The other movie. The other one. Yeah, yeah you should have seen us in Fern Gully. My God. <laughs> I said, draw it and do it very sexual. <laughs> yeah, give my bat a longer dong. You're not going to cut down this rainforest. Oh, man. Robin Williams was in Fern yeah. Gully. 
He also does a great impression of a hot dog. Yeah, that's oh, true. That's my favorite part. Want to see hot dog? A lot of material as a stand-up, though. No, he, he stole. Mm-hmm. I hate this conversation. Just moose up my voice. A bit. I love Robin Williams. Wait, did you say moose up my voice? As in a hair product. And then I immediately <laughs> was like, ah, it's good. I only think I of the other moose. Yeah, yeah, no, can't talk. Got a moose. I'm thinking there, of a shoot. moose with a U. <laughs> I think you're a great final and, girl, Amanda. <laughs> oh, Hunter. Oh, Hunter, he's probably at his kid's play. <laughs> oh, I can't work today because it's raining. <laughs> Always nice to meet a fan. <laughs> hey, all you reggae heads. Are you sick of having Bob Marley be the all-encompassing martyr to an expansive musical genre that gets no respect? Are you sick and tired of jamming? to the music that speaks to your soul only to be told it's trash? Well, don't worry, because none other than John Travolta is a huge fan of reggae. Gay. That's why he started a reggae camp where the mantra is, no woman, no problem. I mean, no woman, no cry. This all-male camp for reggae enthusiasts is a place where all are welcome, as long as you're a male under the age of 30. We're calling all Buffalo soldiers to arms, Again, only if you're under 30 and you are a male, biologically. Come on down to Mon Travolta, the only all-male reggae festival hosted by John Travolta. Find out if you could be loved by John Travolta during an eight-week reggae fest in the Bahamas, free of distractions and worry as all electronic devices are strictly prohibited and you are required to sign an NDA in order to attend. You'll be asking your therapist years later, is this love, or was it just a bad decision? So come on down to Mon Travolta, where completely normal guy John Travolta will keep the red, red wine flowing, and you can stir it up, so to speak, all night long. Mon Travolta. At the very end of the video, Fred Durst finally makes an appearance. Like, we're watching this video that's an all-star tribute to 9-11. Like we said, Bono, Nelly Furtado, Ja Rule. And in the last 20 seconds, we shouldn't have doubted Aaron's memory. Limp Biscuit comes <laughs> trotting on, and Fred Durst just raps, Ain't nobody want to die. Everybody want to live. I don't want to oh, hear you shit. cry. Like, just like the most offensively, like, dumb lyrics. I imagine Bono walking out like a like a manager at a baseball game and, like, signaling to the bullpen to bring in Durst. Yeah. And Durst running in to close it out. Yeah. Just and Ja Rule at, like, the minute and a half mark is like, what's going on in the world today? What's going And then, like, oh, Nelly comes in. Nelly does his, like, and it's just, like, this is for 9-11. And, like, no, it was for World Hunger. Yeah, but they pivoted. They pivoted because it was so close. Yeah. It was the most Aaron moment ever. It's me and Dan and him were baked in Palm Springs. And out of, like, nowhere, I think it, that's where the sting conversation happened. Sure, yeah. Cause where, like, yeah, right. Yeah, Desert we Rose. were talking about Desert Rose. And then I looked up Desert Rose on Wikipedia and it said, like, was a huge hit because of the, like, Latin and Arabic fever sweeping the U.S. until 9-11. Yeah. And then we were like, what's the number one song during 9-11? We found out it's Ja Rule right. and Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Hold on, and I'm on then... this Ja Rule part. I want to listen to this. Okay, okay. What's going on in a world filled with pain? Where's the love for which we pray? What's going on when our children can't play? Homeless can't eat, there's gotta be a better way. What's going on when we're politically blind? Can't see the signs of endangered time. What's going on? Hell yeah. 
What's going on <laughs> in a world of pain? <laughs> you oh, got to get to the Fred Durst part at the end. But, right, um, right. but yeah, and then Aaron was like, do you guys remember that 9-11 video with Fred Durst rapping? And we were like, no, God, no. No one knows. What are you talking about? That doesn't exist. And in true Aaron fashion, he was right. His memory didn't fail. And... All right, let me get to this Fred Durst part. I see Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah it's going. a real who's who. JC Chazé. Yeah. Uh, the Kevin the from the Backstreet from the Boys. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah. Kevin uh, Richardson. Richardson. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Big oh, Dick. Oh, Nelly. Yeah, Big Dick Rich. <laughs> yeah, Nelly's verse. It's just like they insert Nelly's sound. He has such a sound there. Like they changed the whole sound well, of that. the song for yeah, Nelly. They did. Yeah. They get Nas up in this bitch. Yeah, which is like, come on, Nas. Like, you should have been. You're better than this. Yeah. I wonder who was bummed they weren't included. You know, like, who were the. Like, was POD on the fringe and they didn't get the call at the end? Not POD, but like, Blink, maybe. Like, something like that. Yeah, like, Blink didn't have the seriousness, though. Right. Like, neither did Limp Bizkit, Dude, but the like. Fred Durst part is insane. <laughs> Ain't nobody wanna live. Everybody wanna die. We gotta fight for life. Like, an eight-year-old could write better lyrics than you, Fred Durst, but an eight-year-old certainly can't direct a better film. No. No, 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 no. I never realized how much Bono looks like Adam Farmer's dad. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone knows. Dadam Farmer? (laughs) Dadam Farmer. Anyway, what a great piece of uh, pop culture, right? Like, all of the quick cuts, there's so much going on. It's like an assault on the senses. Desert Rose on me. <laughs> you always do that and that's like not in the song it seriously like, is it's like the beginning it like doesn't it's like the beginning like, like little trickle of like maybe let's here comes the song i'll pull it up i'll pull it up It's not close. It's close. It's close. <laughs> it's not. I swear he does that. I still. like it. All right. Should we uh, get yeah. to categories? Let's detonate into categories. Brandon, what was the best scene you saw? As much as Kyle hated the scene, I loved the copper mine scene. I didn't um, hate it. Uh, let me just interrupt you already. Copper mine. Say, <laughs> never even <laughs> seen her mine. I just wanted to say that for the first hour of the movie, I love John Travolta's performance. He was electric. I got to go with copper mine. Uh, the best scene I saw was the scientist Navy SEAL fight scene. Yes, great. Because the guy's just so like... You thought I was a nerdy a nerd. Side. And you could, I just envisioned him for like being bummed. Like, I have to be the scientist. Someone's going to think I'm just like the nerd guy. I'm a fucking Navy. Like, him talking to himself while he's in there, just being like, fuck this. I'm like, I'm a trained yeah. killer. I should. Yeah. Well, and then finally being challenged, being like, yes, this is what I've been. Ah. Yeah. And to 
like the movie's credit, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, what a fucking nerd. Exactly. Yeah. Like they yeah. flipped the script on me. They know. And yeah. I was like, you read my mind. He's like, <laughs> this is like a movie and they're going to think yeah. I'm the nerdy guy. <laughs> you probably thought I was a computer nerd, didn't you? <laughs> Wrong. I was a Navy SEA lady. You really should see what I can do with just my thumb. <laughs> Let's move on to how do you do that? How do you do what you do to me? I'm feeling blue. Wish I knew how you do it to me, but I haven't a clue. My how do you do that? How did Gunten and Travolta meet? Like, what was the process of, like, I want a warhead? Probably like, yeah. grinder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for sure it was <laughs> for some sure underground. Room. It yeah. was definitely an underground. They met at a bar outside of town, like something like that. Maybe more like a restroom and a, like at a rest stop outside. Yeah, a, of a truck town. stop yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. A glory hole situation. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but I'm always interested in how, like, people like that meet in action movies of. How'd you, like if I wanted a, a nuclear war, where would yeah. I go? Like Craigslist. Yeah. Casual encounters. Yes, but where in nineteen ninety six seeking where would I go? warhead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Willing to pay. Uh so how'd they meet up? How'd yeah. they get connected? No, how'd they hook one. up? That's a good one. Did they hook up? Gunton and Travolta offset. <laughs> the the man that almost drove the marriage between him and Preston apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like the tales from filming of just like they wouldn't stop banging each other. Yeah, God. yeah it's, a, it's a regular Marlon Brando uh, fall situation. Fall they don't call him Big Big Bob Gunton for nothing. Yeah. He, he prefers Gunton when he's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brandon, how do you do that? I changed this up a little bit. Why did she do that? Oh, and that is why did the park ranger try to arrest Christian Slater? I still don't understand that. Park was closed or something like no, that. No, what, he, what? he was blasted out of his uh, stealth bomber and parachuted onto Maybe she the, onto the park after hours. So that was the or issue. like they were doing skydiving shit, right? So she says what but she he's says. But clearly in a military outfit. But what she says is like, we'll sort this out like at the station. She's right. I How think she, she just wants to get the situation under control, mm-hmm. hear his side of it, but doesn't know if she can trust him, which is yeah, fair. That's, this bothers right. me so much, though. Like, where? What is her jurisdiction to like detain an Air Force officer? This whole recording, you have not respected park rangers no. or their authority <laughs> Women. at all. No, yeah. I'm Women trying to figure out rangers. what's the hierarchy. <laughs> Explain the hierarchy to me. So it's like. You have like Marines, and then above that you have Air Force, and then above that you have Navy, and then overarching everything is Park Rangers. No, Park no, Rangers it doesn't make sense. Park Rangers control the park. The military has no business in a national park if they're <laughs> so in... they are need to be arrested immediately. If that's the rule, then she's doing the right thing. Of like, I don't know who you are. She was told there was suspicious yeah. military vehicles she found that a have guy. entered. She saw a stealth fighter pilot fly over her head. It could be some covert. I mean, it is. The plane was flown by a guy who had a bad intention. You know, mm-hmm. like she's not that far off. I just it, if it was no Travolta, she would have been right like, to arrest him. If what you said was, "Why is there a woman by herself that being a park ranger?" Right. I get mm-hmm. that. It's adorable. Just like, <laughs> you think you could do this by yourself today? Huh? <laughs> Give me a gun, lady. <laughs> she got lost because she has bad directions. <laughs> it genuinely bothers me. Like I just don't understand. Like. Maybe I don't have respect for park rangers. I don't know. Maybe or that's what's coming out right now. Women. Yeah. 
Yeah, so please respect park rangers. You know, no, don't tell me to do such a thing. Every time I go to I a won't. park, I find a park ranger and say, thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. They said, of course, I will pick up your trash any day. Yeah, they said, also move your car, please. And I was like, I'm, <laughs> look, you can't tell me what to do. You're just a fucking park ranger. I'll be right back. I'm changing my tampon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Women. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> let's move on to That Had to Hurt. It's so good. Let's move on to <laughs> that hat. Carl, that had to hurt. Uh, it had to hurt to be a helicopter in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> we see not one, not two. I counted three, but possibly four helicopters. Like big birds. <laughs> they do. <laughs> big prehistoric birds. Uh, but, like, I literally counted three, but I think there may have been four different helicopters that explode in this movie. <laughs> that sounds about right. Like, if you're in a helicopter, you're going down, and you didn't stand a chance. Yeah. Trains are cool. Cars are kind of cool. But helicopters are exploding in this fucking right. movie. No, right. the helicopter's so. cool. Just get out of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you Don't do what you need to do and it. leave the helicopter because it's going down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brandon, that had to hurt. The flashlight to the throat death. Yep. That had to hurt. Like, the crunch that yeah. you hear and you just great, hear him gasping. Ugh. Great John Travolta performance where he hits him in the throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic villain. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Throat punch. <laughs> Love Except it. Except throat smash. Yeah, it would have been object. it would have been cool if he cut a hole in Bob Gunton's throat and then put his cigarette in there, like those smoking <laughs> commercials <laughs> back in the day. Dude, those commercials I do were remember that, intense. Yeah. I'm just like, those is John Travolta desecrating his body? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he would have been part of the eyes course. on his eyelids. <laughs> <and> just... <laughs> I loved how Howie Long's character with John Travolta the whole movie was just like cheesing it up. They're just like a couple of goofballs. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, I'm putting my razor by your uh, microphone while you're faking a call to like the Pentagon. And then like every time he fucked up Bob Gunton, he was like, right, Howie? Like, yeah. <laughs> I killed him. Who cares? Like, right? It was great. Just picking on the old guy. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. It's so nice to come together, get together. Brandon, who organizes the reunion? Okay, this is going to be a not a long one, but it's going to pay off later. So I think Howie Long organizes the reunion, and there's more to more for that later. Let's move on to the Clutch Award. Baby, you are so money, and you don't even know it. Kyle. Who wins your clutch award? The moose is loose, as they say. JT gets my clutch award. That's John Travolta. Love JT. Love Wild Hogs. Love The Fanatic. And love Broken Arrow. I told Aaron outside, I was like, if you told me we were going to get to 50 episodes of the podcast, three were going to be John Travolta movies, (laughs) I never would have guessed the three would be Wild Hogs, The Fanatic, and Broken Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, and you wound up loving all of them. Yeah, I really yeah. did. <laughs> Love me some wild. JT. It's wild. <laughs> wild Hoggist. Yeah. yeah. All it's part coming. of Wild Hoggist here at <laughs> Five Guys Flicker. Um, I think Howie, Howie Long wins my Clutch Award. Nice. Just for standing up to Travolta. 
That was a bold end. move yeah. of just mm-hmm. like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm not into this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't see that often, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of going with the flow, and he's like... All right, this is enough. Yeah. It's weird to think that like this guy's totally okay stealing nuclear weapons from the U.S. military. Uh, yeah, and, and like at one point, at what point, what needs to happen for you to be like, nah, man, this is too much for me. It's yeah, like if right. this fails, like you're going away for a long well, time. And it would have been cool, like other shots of him being like earlier on being like. I don't know. This is getting weird. Yeah. Like, this yeah. guy's like, getting weird. That would be me, though. Like, if I somehow got, like, tricked into being a part. Like, most of the people on the crew were like, I was prepared to die for this. And yeah. I'd just be like, yeah. dude, I fucking wasn't. Like, <laughs> I was, like, sort of in, and then I got in over my head. Like, now I'm at the end of this shit, just, and I want off, man. Like, right. <laughs> I was in too deep to get out, but I was, the whole time, I was like, I don't know. This isn't the best. I killed, yeah. like, my my commanding officer and yeah. that was that was a bad treason, move like high treason <laughs> i was never really into it in the first place i was just too embarrassed to say no like I just it's like, it's like when you don't know somebody's name and you talk to them a bunch of times you can't yeah. just ask their name no i was on the benchman site and they had five dollars off your first hour i and woke I was... up one day and i was like i'm a terrorist now I'm like <laughs> when did this happen yeah this isn't me <laughs> are we trying to get this money or are we trying to kill people because if we're trying to kill people i'm out man yeah. <laughs> i was here for the cash <laughs> the quick payday i want to get to the end of my life with all the money <laughs> i am no longer in <laughs> um kyle clutch award Clutch Award, John Travolta, a.k.a. as Mike would say, JT. It's, Love him. It's hard to keep track with three people. Love uh, it. Let's move on to quotes. Hey, Hale. Nice move with the nukes. Shows initiative. Determination. Proud of you. Say something from the movie that was said in the movie. Again. <laughs> Um, so the first one I have is when Christian Slater's talking to the park ranger and he says, I'm a military officer. You're a park ranger. Just go to the phone. That really sums up my feelings about like, what is this park ranger doing in this movie? Um, uh, wait, so I want to interrupt you cause I had that one. Oh, okay. He starts with one of my favorite ways to start a sentence is look lady. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And he says, I don't oh, have I time to argue part. with you. Okay. Oh, and I then all everything part. else you said, but just like, look, lady, it's the yeah. most condescending way yeah, it's to a start polite a sentence version. to a woman. Yeah. It's the polite version of listen, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Very kind yeah. listen, bitch. All right. Yeah. So let me start that one over. Listen, listen, bitch. I'm a, I'm a military officer. You're a park You're a ranger. Fucking park Just go ranger. to the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah great. Well, so I like that one. Um, there's one that John Travolta says. I think he killed somebody named Johnson. And then he says, don't forget to say hi to Johnson for me when you see him. And that's like a weird pervy kind of uh, yeah. you know, dick reference. Only Travolta could deliver it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. And then the last, uh, the last quote I have is the repeated line between Christian Slater and Samantha Mathis. Uh, okay, you can come. Yes. That's very mm-hmm. McSullivan. Yes. Tell you know, once he's can. finished, yeah. then he, he leaves the room and tells the lady, mm-hmm. okay, you can come. Yeah. <laughs> I somehow missed that line, but Aaron brought it up earlier. No, they say like, it twice. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I missed it twice. <laughs> we'll watch it after this. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Those are the quotes. No, I have quotes. I didn't go yet. Oh, 
I thought you did. No, I got four I quotes. Took all yours. I started with nine, <laughs> and I'm down to four. I love Kyle. this game of quotes. <laughs> Kyle, what's your Mount Rushmore? You can pick four quotes. All right. Well, what I'm left you with. You can only pick four. I'll say this: what I'm left with certainly aren't my favorites. <laughs> no, these are your top They're just four quotes. quotes. <laughs> uh, I love when John Travolta like. <laughs> After the nuke goes off, just like all coked out, I was like, I said, God damn, what a rush. <laughs> Love that line, super hammy, and just like, God, this guy's acting. <laughs> um, and then also, like, Brandon touched on the like yelling at the Benchman through his teeth. Would you mind not shooting at the thermal nuclear weapons? Yeah, just... <laughs> Love it. <laughs> he's so sick um he also says later because the whole movie he's putting down christian slater and just saying like you don't have the balls baby mm-hmm. and he says uh he's talking to the female at the end when he's trying to get her to input the nuclear codes he left you alone didn't he well that's his speed 100 percent pussy yeah <laughs> yeah i love, love that, that it was, like, it was but, so yeah. it was so it was meant to be so impactful and it wasn't. No, it's like, so awkward in John so Travolta's stupid. mouth. Like, you can't talk about pussy, John Travolta. No. Um, and then my last one, my favorite one, is Christian Slater tells John Travolta, he says, you really love this shit, don't you? And he said, no, the nukes. You love having the power of God at your fingertips. You get off on it. I like that one. And I almost, it was so much yeah. like the Roadhouse exactly, documentary yeah, quote. Exactly of, like that. I told him, you love this shit, yeah. don't you? And he kissed me on the neck. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to find that somehow. But what is the, that? So, so yeah. in the Patrick Swayze documentary that oh, aired on Paramount right, right. called I Am Swayze, mm-hmm. there's a scene where they're interviewing the guy who played the dude who got his throat ripped out in Roadhouse, yeah. the like kung fu bad guy who has like the fight at the end. Yeah. And they talk about how Swayze like was such a fucking baller that like <laughs> the guy what's his name in the movie? Like we I always forget that guy's can't name. Can't remember his name, but yeah. like the main bad like guy Michael, in the Mike full jean get up, like right. head the guy to toe that does jeans. the pool cue. Yes, yes, vault <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He says it like they were filming on the water on the final fight scene and he picked up a real log on the ground and smashed He's it like, into Swayze's ribs. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, that wasn't a prop. And like, I ended up breaking a couple of his ribs. And like, when the take finished, I realized he was in so much pain. And like, we grabbed each other from behind the neck and we looked in each other's eyes and I just said, you love this shit, don't you? And like, he kissed me on the neck. He's like, yeah. let's go again, brother. Or like, something insane. The guy's in it for like three minutes <laughs> yeah. and it's just the most insane description of... <laughs> So his time what with Roadhouse. Hell? It's and, so good. And how like the Swayze interaction was. It's and it's so insane. Good. I knew the man studied martial arts, but I also knew he was, <clears throat> and I don't mean no disrespect here, he was a ballet dancer. It was like this unwritten word that was said. I don't want to be his friend. He doesn't want to be my friend. It was a feeling. If anything, it's something I felt coming off of him. I felt this, and it was interesting. The first night of communication was the first night of the fight. Until then, not one word had been said. They call it action. He throws a kick, and he just barely touched me. When he got back and got in his stance, I I just dusted off my shirt. I said, if that's the best kick you've got, this is going to be a lousy fight. Action. 
He hit me like a freight train. I went off my feet. My butt hit, skipped on the ground. Went about 10 to 12 feet, just like, bark, bark. I said, now that's a kick. He said, you like this don't you? I says, no, I love this He said, good. He said, what do you say we don't cheat the audience for one time? From that point on, we just went at it. That thing about him being a ballet dancer that I mentioned earlier went right out the window. Up here and die. You are such a fool. He did this spinning kick and caught me square, and it kind of cracked my socket open until you see blood on my eye right here. And it's real. He said, oh, man, I didn't mean to do that. I just, the foot got a little high. Okay, fine. When he grabbed me by the hair, I picked up the log and I busted it right across his ribs. It's not in the script. It was a log that was laying on the ground there. You can hear it, because he goes like this. And of course, I didn't know he cracked two of his ribs, but he didn't stop. He did not stop, you know. We got up and continued the scene. And then when they cut, he comes over, you know, just typical buddy. He reaches over, reaches up, grabs me around the neck with both hands, puts his forehead next to mine. He said, are we even? I said, we're even, man. He said, good, just want to make sure. He just rolled his head. He said, you got one more. And I did exactly the same thing. I just leaned in and said, yeah, I got one more. Kissed me around the neck. He said, let's go get him, brother. And we did one more. It didn't matter how black and blue we were, tired we were. I looked at this man, I said, I love you, man. He said, I love you too. I fell in love with a guy that wasn't afraid that he could take it. But he literally, in the in the documentary, he says, I said, you love this shit, don't you? And in the movie, he says, you really love this shit, don't you? And it was like, that was so fucking close. Yeah, I couldn't, so close couldn't help but think about that. I got to watch that because I don't know a lot about Swayze. And oh, he's an sounds animal. like there's a lot to him. He's so cool. He's such a fucking baller. Like him and Keanu Reeves are the two coolest dudes ever. And the fact that they came together for Point Break, what a blessing. And the fact that Point yeah. Break is amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's the best sick. movie ever. Yeah. yeah. We will be doing Point Break again for this blue September. <laughs> we should. And when we wind down the podcast for the final episode, we will be redoing Roadhouse as it was the first episode. Yeah. yeah. A redo. Our 500th and final episode. Our re-Roadhouse. <laughs> Let's move on to what, what takes. Brandon, what takes you out of the movie? Uh, sorry, Kyle. I'm going to do John Travolta. Completely takes me out of the movie. I don't think I can see any John Travolta movie anymore. Yeah, I think After you... watching The Fanatic, <laughs> yeah. there's no way I can see a John Travolta movie That's what and I mean, not is think like, of Moose. The, the Moose lens has ruined old Travolta performances, but nine-year-old Brandon, who watched this, loved it. Didn't think, like, John yeah, Travolta sucks. That's very but true. But Moose ruined it for you. Not for yeah. me. It accentuated no, it. It's like, like hell said, of a performance in Broken Arrow, because have you seen The Fanatic? No, like, absolutely, I agree that it needs that kind of a performance, but, like, just, I again, I can't watch John Travolta anymore. Yeah. Fred Durst ruined it. <laughs> I love him. What a guy. What a villain. Oh, yeah. God, I said, God damn, what I a said, rush. I said, God damn, what a rush. 
can't say no to you, Moose. Like, I love that. I love how stupid he is. He's oh. very stupid. Yeah. It would have been funny after he was all coked up there to be like, I gotta poo. Well, so if this movie, so if this movie had a fanatic script, like it easily could have been a bad performance, I think. But he's propped up so much by being like the I'm five steps ahead of you. Yes. That all of the stupid things he's doing, How like would portraying this have a fanatic it. fanatic script? If no, the script was just bad. Yeah, if it was just bad. What I'm saying is that like his performance is over the top and stupid and out there and like very campy. But the movie backs it up with making you believe that yeah, all his he's like are crazy because the script. Slater. Yeah, the script is not making him look stupid it's making right. him be like oh bob gunton you're stressed out right now well here's why you shouldn't be because we the have three hours because of this. a really yes, smart exactly. guy and, and he's playing it's it poorly it. yeah, <laughs> yeah it's hard to like lose that complete essence yeah but in the fanatic like if he's giving a better performance the script is not there to prop him up yeah he's all. no one's like yeah christian bale's not saving the <laughs> no, fanatic no you know? <laughs> no that movie is a lost cause <laughs> Christian Bale's the fanatic. <laughs> I put on 300 pounds because I thought I was a real moose. Yeah. <laughs> and set surgically attached to my skull. Most of you know Christian Slater as the actor from Broken Arrow and other projects. But you may not know him as the guy who secretly always wanted to open his own barbecue restaurant. Well, he is, and he has, and he did, and he does. Introducing Christian Slather. Located just outside of Banning, Christian Slather is blessed to offer the most slathered up barbecue for all of their devout followers. How religious is it? It's not a religious restaurant. It's Christian Slater's restaurant. It's not a religious. So when you say that he wanted to open a barbecue shop, it has nothing to do with Christianity. No, it's a, it's Christian Slater's. It's Christian Slather. It's the barbecue. And his name just happened to be. Make sure. Okay. Make sure to try their famous fresh baked bread made daily with dough that has risen in-house. Hmm. You're using choice words here. Like what? Like the risen. It's not religious. It's not religious. Okay. I told going. you. With their orthodox cooking methods, you'll be Catholicking your lips. This seems like you're you're going for a very religious angle. And I'm okay with that. I love God. I love it's Trump. It's not a religious restaurant. See, you're going to lose a lot of people. You should go religious. The name's right there. It, I mean, it's, who likes I barbecue more than conservative Christian Americans? Slater. Oh. Well, Christian Slater, it's his barbecue restaurant. You're tying... I don't know what you're doing. Okay. You're right. making no, a lot no, of no, assumptions. I mean, you're making a lot of assumptions. You said Catholic in your fingers. I mean, why the Catholic part? Why not just say lick in your fingers? Because when I was talking about the Orthodox cooking methods. Orthodox, again. Why not just say... That's I mean, the, who the, even wants to brag about look, doing it the way everyone else There's a lot of different ways to it. cook food now and barbecue. It's all fancy and this is our new and way. They're saying, doing it the old school Orthodox way. Okay. All right. And it's good. It's so good. You're going to be Catholic in your lips after you're done eating. Would you call it sinfully good? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> call down. Get your confirmation. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to McMulligans. Brandon McMulligan. Um, one of the things that I thought, like watching it this time, that I didn't like so much is like, Samantha Matheson is like a very dainty kind of 
woman. You hating on Park Ranger Matheson? I am. I am hating on the Park Ranger. But I was like, wouldn't it be great? Because we already see Christian Slater get his ass handed to him by John Travolta at the beginning Here's of the your movie. Ass. Wouldn't it be great if like they cast the Park Ranger as like a Ronda Rousey type that's just like super physical and uh, like gets Christian Slater out of every jam, and it's like she's the one with the plans. She just emasculates him and makes him feel inadequate at every turn. And like she's the one that kind of saves the day. Like she well, has a that motorcycle would... and he's riding on the back of it. You yes, know? <laughs> absolutely. It could be a sort of like a sister beach situation where it's like we don't really know what's going on down there. Brandon, yeah. do you know the Ronda Rousey Roadhouse thing? They were gonna remake it with her. Yeah, yeah. and Terry Funk led the like charge, charge against like this. no, that this is sense. wrong to remake this. Yeah, like yeah, that, that movie's great. You like he was like the script is terrible. Yeah. Like. Swayze's not in like you're not gonna re- he like led the fight against it yeah thank god for Terry the anti-feminist just, yeah. Terry Funk yeah like god bless you Terry Funk <laughs> no so it was just real. being like the, right. the roadhouse purist yeah like, he's like this is a piece of art this cannot be yeah. well, then this cannot be funny contaminated because the funny roadhouse because... property belongs to Mr. Cutler <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> belongs to Mr. Swayze's estate <laughs> Just saying Roadhouse belongs to a character from over the top. <laughs> yeah. A different, a different bad guy. A wealthier bad guy. Yeah. Well, then I was like, yeah, well, Funk, you know, he's not in Roadhouse for that long. But then I was like, oh, the original cut scenes. was four hours. Yeah. So he's probably in that one much Yeah, longer. we never saw Carrie Ann's yeah, library the, book edition the David, or whatever. Like, full backstory <laughs> that they never really explained. Yeah, no, there was so much. What a lost... <laughs> Gem, like yeah, we always talk Blu-ray price. I'd pay so and we, much. For we that. did give a real price for like the real unedited cut, but after spending so much money on stupid movies, like that one's like combined, I feel like if it was like look two grand for the Roadhouse director's cut four hour edition, we would pull our money together. It'd be so cool if that was like twelve hundred of Pollard's and two hundred of ours. If that was like a Night in Shaolin kind of thing of like. It's for the elites only, like this special cut of Roadhouse. Yeah, <laughs> like, that would be the coolest thing about being an like insider. Yeah, just like yeah, we have private jets and yachts, but we also have the extended just, director's cut of Roadhouse. Yeah, like like one person leaves, and it's like, all right, glad that Mike's gone. Like yeah, Kyle, now we can actually. Brandon has the original cut of Roadhouse. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we're all gonna take peyote and watch it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Oh. That's how I want to die. Taking peyote, watching the original. ODing on peyote before yes. the roadhouse starts. <laughs> just, yeah, cuts once you have enough, the once you have enough peyote, the, the director's cut just starts going in your head already. Brandon's like so uh, weak. It's like, how was it? And it's like, it was incredible, man. Yeah. You missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like we yeah. destroyed the tape afterwards. Brandon's dead. Like he never smoked weed or did any drugs. He went straight to peyote, and it didn't work. It's too much, too fast. See, Kyle blames the peyote. I blame the, the anticipation of seeing the original cut of Roadhouse. Too excited. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, for my him. heart couldn't take it. And we know Brandon thinks the least of Roadhouse. <laughs> But he was still that excited. He no, I've so, liked it. It's grown on me. He was every so movie keyed that up. we've done, every movie that we've done a podcast for has grown on me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Except some that I never want to see ever again. Sure, there's those. Let's move on to sending and out an SOS. SOS. Or Desert Rose. I'll send an SOS to the world. I'll send an SOS to the world. 
my SOS, so we also don't see how he long die, right? We see yes, him splash into the that. water. How he died, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, in my SOS, it's a sequel where he survived that fall, but obviously his legs below his knee especially are pulverized. Mm-hmm. And so they have to amputate above the knee, but they find his feet still work on his legs, like his legs are turned to dust. So they attach his feet to his leg stumps. <laughs> and it's a documentary about him living his life as Howie Short now. Yeah, yeah. Tiptoes. So, yeah. <laughs> and he's learning how to walk, and he doesn't have a knee, so it's a lot of just, like, stomping oh, around. Oh, he's in a wheelchair in the role of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Howie Short in role of a lifetime. <laughs> Academy Award goes to Howie Long. <laughs> oh, man. Let's move on to genre swap. If I could swap your genres. You can and you will. Okay. All right. I'll tell you what you do. Pull the old switcheroo. Kyle, what's your genre swap? Uh, I don't really have one, but I have a uh, IMDb trivia fact that I think kind of works here. Perfect. Insert. So this is fun. Originally, the studio hired director Dwight H. Little to direct the film, but had a decision to make as he was also offered Free Willy 2, The Adventure Home, at the same time. Man. My favorite of the willies. <laughs> Little chose to do Free Willy 2, <laughs> figuring it would be a highly successful film like the original. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so, like, that had to hurt to be Dwight H. Little, but also, like... What a different movie if this is not yeah. John Woo and it's the Free Willy 2 director, <laughs> John the, A. Dwight H. That Little. That means he, like, he just the points on it, Willy? too, right? He's like, Probably. this is going to be a bigger hit. And it did I'm not do points, well. baby. <laughs> Who was the kid in Free Willy? Wasn't he the Kazam kid? The poor man's Josh Jackson. Uh, starring Jason James Richter. Oh, Lori Petty. Who knew? Yeah, classic Lori Petty. The 90s vixen Lori Petty. Oh, yeah, with the voice of an angel. Hey, uh, I just want to talk to you guys. That sexy, taut, androgynous body. Oh, this yeah. guy never made a good movie. He made Murder at 1600, which is the only one I've heard of. I wish. Am I Marked right? Marked for Death? Halloween. Marked for Death, Steven Seagal. Insert Steven Seagal clip from YouTube here. Yeah. Nakamura <laughs> Sensei. Uh, have you ever thought of branching into comedy roles in acting? I mean, I, saw, I remember I saw a Mountain Dew ad in which you were absolutely hilarious. I, I think I can be very funny. Everyone who knows me thinks I can be very funny. I would love to do a comedy if uh, the right one came along. If all your movies were lost forever and some freak fire and all the showreels were gone, but one survived for you to be able to show your grandkids one day, which one movie of yours would you hope survived? It'd probably be on deadly ground because of the speech in the end mm -hmm. which you know is exactly what Al Gore did you know 18 years later then he got an Academy Award and a Nobel Peace Prize yes. for I was a little ahead of my time and I understand they cut quite a, that, quite a bit of that speech out it was originally much longer and it really just covered the entire gamut of what's happening with the, the planet and the environment but um i don't really know what's left i'd like to rent it just to see but i think you know for mankind that's probably the most important work i've done in my opinion who's the most legitimate hollywood tough guy in your opinion you accept it of course 
When you say tough guy, do you mean martial artist or just tough I mean, guy? I mean, Stephen, for real, if he was on the street and there was a situation, you wanted this Hollywood guy by your side because he could defend himself. It's that hard to think of a legit one? Can you think of one? Michael Jai White. Can I laugh in your face? Really? Yes. Thoughts on Jean-Claude Van Damme? Can I laugh in your face? Folks, you may be wondering at this stage of the interview why I haven't asked Steven Seagal about the rumour that he was once choked out on set by judo Jean LaBelle. Steven Seagal was adamant off-camera that he did not want to give Jean LaBelle any publicity during this interview. He said he had met Jean LaBelle on set once and all that ever done together was stretch and in no way, shape or form had LaBelle ever choked him out. He also said that Jean LaBelle is a pathological liar, a scumbag, and other choice words I choose not to say on television. He <laughs> liked the way I had took a job at the wagon wheel. <laughs> In Buena I love how when he talks, everything is like, I took a uh, job at the wagon uh, wheel. He was a uh, Okinawan uh, <laughs> guy. <laughs> Yeah, he was an Okinawan uh, guy. That's a great part. There's never any silence. It's always just his voice constantly yeah, on. He is he the is. white noise and the real noise. Our dishwasher, a young Mexican uh, Baco. Baco, his hands were also very fast. I was impressed by how I moved around the restaurant. Oh, my God. Look, you uh, see how that kid moves around in the dishes? <laughs> I know this is just a wagon wheel, but fuck, that kid's talented. All right, Blu-ray price. Let's move on to Blu-ray price. How much would you pay for this Blu-ray if the only way you could watch it was on Blu-ray? <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Kyle, Blu-ray price. I uh, loved it. Mm -hmm. It was great villain performance from John Travolta. Not getting um, over this John Travolta thing. Classic man. JT performance. Loved him and would like to watch it again. Uh, uh, 5.45. 5.45. Okay. But I did the 45 cents for our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, one of the yep. best reality TV show hosts and the best president ever. Um, yeah, nobody's done more than him. God bless America, God bless the Postal Service, and God bless freedom and uh, fairness. So uh, go vote and vote for Trump. But Donald John Trump, right? Vote for the guy who fucked the porn star after impregnating his third wife with his fifth child. <laughs> Do that. Because he needs four more years. Um, Brandon, Blue Ray I'm going, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going 9.99. One of the first action movies I saw uh, that I was really into, and it was the first time I heard the word. <laughs> so, for fuck's sake, 9.99. Yeah, I. Uh, it was a fun movie to watch. It, it's not great, but they're cool with that, and so I'm cool with that. So I don't like it as much as Kyle, but I will go five dollars. Let's wrap things up with, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle?
Brandon, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Yeah, it does. And this is going to be the final entry in Pops versus McSullivan. All right. Pops is going in for open heart surgery. His Pops maker just isn't ticking like it used to. <laughs> and he needs it to be replaced. McSullivan agrees to accompany him to his surgery, mostly so he can steal some medical strength anesthesia to make his weekends more interesting. Pops goes under the knife, and when he comes to after the surgery, McSullivan is standing over Pops with a, sharper, with a Sharpie marker in his hand, drawing a unibrow on Pops' face. Oh good, you're awake, McSullivan says. The chief wants to see us right away. Something very secret, very cool. Pops, never one to shy away from a case, goes with Mac to speak with the chief while clutching his torso to make sure his chest staples don't pop out. <laughs> the chief tells Mac and Pops that they're being tasked with transporting a nuclear warhead to Washington, D.C. Their assignment is very legal and very classified. Mac and Pops hop into a Humvee that's driven by Howie Long as they transport the warhead down the New Orleans Expressway. But something just doesn't feel right to Pops. Maybe it's the fact that McSullivan kicked Pops out of the Humvee and said that he and Howie Long are stealing the nuclear warhead to sell it on the black market. Yep, that's probably it. Pops' keen intuition hasn't failed him in his old age. He tracks Mac and Howie Long down and confronts them on a cargo train headed west. McSullivan and Howie Long are sleeping on top of the nuclear warhead cuddling. Oh, classic. Bang! Pops fires his gun in the air to wake the two of them up. A man I thought I knew once told me that this gun of mine really pops. <laughs> Why'd you do it, Mac? Why'd you betray your own police department? Betray your country? Betray me? Why? Business pops, McSullivan says. I promise it's all business. Do you have any idea what someone will pay for a genuine United States warhead? I certainly don't. But I'm hoping to find out, and I'm hoping it's more than $14,000 because I've accumulated a lot of lotto scratcher debt that needs to be paid <laughs> off. Well, old buddy, Pops tells him, I can't let you do it. This is the end. Pops versus McSullivan. <laughs> Pops aims his revolver at McSullivan's face, sweat dripping down his forehead. McSullivan takes out a remote, aims it at Pops, and presses a button. Pops immediately drops to the ground, clutching his chest. <laughs> what? what? What was that? That would be egg salad coursing through your aortic valve. <laughs> you see, Pops, I needed an insurance policy in case things came to this. When you went under the knife to get your new Pops maker, I gave your surgeon a baggie of cocaine to slip this into your chest cavity. You got about two minutes to live. <laughs> well, doctor... played, oh, well played, old friend. Pops chokes out as he spits up blood and egg salad. Well played. As Pops slowly loses consciousness, Max drops trow and takes a big dump on Pops' face. <laughs> cut, to, cut to a week later. McSullivan is walking around New Orleans, dragging the warhead behind him in a child's wagon because he hasn't found a buyer for it. The 7-Eleven enforcers are after McSullivan because he still hasn't paid the $14,000 he owes in lotto scratcher debt. The question that keeps McSullivan up each night after he bangs Gloria is, did Pops have to die? But then he thinks about how funny it was that he pooped on Pops as he was dying. And most nights, that's enough to help him fall asleep. Most nights. Most nights, yeah. yeah. Damn, that's, that's the end. Damn, that's good. I love and, uh, that it was like the doctor, I gave the doctor some coke to like... Yeah. 
put this in your blood. Like, didn't take much for this, this doctor, doctor to be like, I'm get his own right. Throat. And it was in the yeah. middle of surgery too. Yeah. It was it was yeah. pops going under the knife. Small price to pay to take a life. Yeah, no. McSullivan <laughs> knocks on the door with a baggie. The uh, surgeon just steps out for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, Pops. Why can't I quit <laughs> cocaine? No, it's, it makes no sense. Oh, I love that. That was yeah. great. And uh, didn't get the Broken Arrow reference, but... Well, no, it was the Warhead, the, the nuclear warhead. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I love that we finished the trilogy, and Mac won. Didn't of course see that he coming. won. Was no, there didn't ever see any doubt? You, you planted seeds of doubt in the other ones. Yeah. Mac seems behind the curve. And in this yeah. one, it's like... I should have known it was going to end. With the curve. It was going to yeah. end with McSullivan shitting on Pop's chest. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I should have known. I should have known. always wanted to do it. It's classic yeah. Mac. Yeah. It is. Fucking Gloria shitting on Pops. Yeah. Pops is dead. His Pops makers. His heart went out. You know, it's got oh. it all. It was good. It was really yeah. good. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. Kyle, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? It does. Um, Brandon said it. I'm not going to do uh, a great Mick Sullivan like Brandon did. That was an all-timer. This one's going to be like a really, really good one, though. Like okay. Pretty okay. close to all-timer. Okay. okay. Uh, when Mick Sullivan and Pops hear of a rogue cop who has taken hostage a nuclear weapon and threatening to blow up the port of New Orleans, the president of the United States pages Mick Sullivan for help. Mick Sullivan is face first in a stripper's ass. But Pops, who is being forced to watch McSullivan do his thing at the strip club, sees McSullivan's pants vibrating. Assuming it's a dildo and worried that <laughs> McSullivan is going to make Pops watch him and the stripper do dirty things all night, takes what he thinks is a sex toy out of McSullivan's pants and is surprised to find it's the president of the United States asking for help on Max Pager. <laughs> McSullivan accuses Pops of being gay for him, but agrees this national emergency should take priority over Pops' sexual advances, if only for the amount of glory McSullivan can claim if they are successful. Pops and McSullivan travel to the port of New Orleans to find none other than Hooch Malloy there, waiting to arm the nuke. Hooch disenfranchised with the justice system after losing the cop of the year award to McSullivan again, despite being the clearly superior cop has it lost all comes his back mind. To the cop of the year. <laughs> Hooch is about to sail away and detonate the bomb. Once he's safely offshore, Hooch says they can't arrest him because he has diplomatic immunity. Pops pulls out his gun and stares down the barrel. He fires a shot that goes straight through Hooch's head. McSullivan, who also fired a shot at the same time, happened to have his pager go off, notifying Mac of a buy six wings, get six wings free promotion from his favorite strip club, and the vibration caused Mac to pull his shot clearly wide of Hooch's head. McSullivan, satisfied with the headshot he clearly did not hit, says has just been revoked (laughs) in response to Hooch's line about having diplomatic immunity. Pops fed up with McSullivan stealing the glory, says that he's the one who killed Hooch. McSullivan argues back and forth with Pops until the FBI arrives. McSullivan finally acquiesces and decides to let Pops win one for once and says Pops shot Hooch. That's when Pops is arrested. It turns out in a strange twist of fate, 
Hooch really did have diplomatic immunity, and Pops is sent to Rikers Island. McSullivan, after learning Pops' fate, feels a little hungry and goes back to the strip club to enjoy 12 wings for the price of six. That's a good deal. Yeah. That's a good deal. Um, Look for the ingredients in this coronavirus vaccine. I'm guaranteeing number two or three is bean water. When you say bean water, all I think about is even Steven's beans character as the old man just holding up a bottle of water and it's like beans water. Let's do that. Like apostrophe S. Yeah. Yeah, He like, does he have some syndrome or is he he just very weird looking? Yeah. Stupid and ugly. That's his syndrome. (laughs) Sal, S-A-U syndrome. (laughs) No, I feel bad for the guy. He's like 24. (laughs) Looks like he's 44. Um... Next time you make coffee, a nice life hack is instead of coffee beans, you use dried lima beans. Grind those mm, up. Mm, yeah. Make them like you're making coffee and it's People delicious. are liming up for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah, right? It's good. No, no, I'm looking at beans. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you haven't seen him? He looks insane. No, I have. And also, like, there's for sure, like, so much clickbait where it's like, guess what beans from even Stevens looks like now? <laughs> He's 30. Right? And he's 5'1". Yeah. He's got something. Oh, oh my yeah. God. He's Devin's age. His, his name is Stephen Anthony Lawrence. So three. he's a serial yep. killer also. No. Wow. Maybe not this year, but he will, be. he will be a serial killer. Yeah. Sal, dude? <laughs> Sal Matillo. Sal Matillo, uh, dude. Classic 5 GFA. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. He was born in Fresno. <laughs> yeah. Go Bulldogs. That had to hurt. Yeah. He played uh, he played Chunky Kid in an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> so knowing that, there is uh, there's a oh. world for my son in which he's an actor. Uh, so that'll do it. John Travolta. What a yeah. great villain. Man, oh, man. Stay tuned for the rest of Blue Travoltember. Is Travolta uh, in a Christmas movie? Because that'd be nice to for do. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas. Wild Hogs 2, hogging out. Like, if there was a Wild Hogs Christmas movie. <laughs> How did they not say that in that movie? Let's hog it out. How they never say oink, 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 oink in the movie. That's that's egregious. Come on, Hogs. That's your that's your call. Should River we say Wild. three things we like about Janna before we end the pod? All right. Like Janna, I tried. I know you always ask for this, and I'm doing my best, but... I mean, yeah. only if we do that same thing for all of our contributors slash fans. Or Dan. Oh Who was the first guest star? Matt. Matt. Yeah. All right. So we start with Matt. Rat Bailey. Yeah. That's cool. Fat Bailey. Uh, your, your turn, Aaron. <laughs> Cat um. Bailey. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Tat Bailey. Scat Bailey. Ooh, you Ooh. wish. You pervert. Yeah. yeah. He's your biggest uh, competitor in this <laughs> yeah. realm. You're Larry in. Stockton and Scat Bailey. <laughs> All right, yeah, but we miss ser- you, Pollard. But seriously, can we just say like we don't know what we're doing anymore? Like, who, buy some merch. What's though. coming? What's going? Yeah. I don't no, know. Let's get back to just picking a movie and just going with it. Yeah, I want to do disturbing behavior. I'm not joking. Yeah, Loved stay tuned it. for disturbing behavior. I watched Remember. two movies this week I've never seen from before 1997. That's never, good. Or, That's real good. No, disturbing behavior is probably like 98. Yeah, idiot. 
I'm so stupid. <laughs> I hate myself. I'm looking up the trailer for disturbing behavior right now. I bet there's footage of like young girls like going nuts outside waiting to get into this movie More and like stuff. sucking nuts yeah. outside. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for this episode. <laughs> Catch us wherever you listen. Wherever you're listening right now is where you can listen again. <laughs> you dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> Keep asking us, where do I find the pod? <laughs> Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing! If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch! Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. When I fried those raviolis, I didn't have any pasta sauce. So I made a barbecue aioli sambal thing. Whoa. That sounds like Diarrhea City. Choo-choo. No, it All aboard. Uh... <laughs> oh, the caboose. 9-11, also about planes and explosions. <laughs> oh, what a douche. Seaman Johnson. Is that where they talk about coming? Fuck, that's romantic. Yeah. I, I'd fuck Elvis. That's where I was like, all right, cool. Keep watching, because it gets weird. Academy Award yeah. winner, David yeah. Schwimmer. <laughs> Can you imagine? Academy oh, Award. We had to rename it the Academy Award Wimmers. Because David Schwimmer was winning too much. Shut up, Ross. Fine by me. That's a good one, too. An allowance. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, yeah. I pay this woman $20 a week, and she just says, she's my stool. I just put things on her. She lays there naked. It's great. Renee Russo. Tim Busfield. Ah, okay. You're right. Ride that bus, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You should sell tickets to this field. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Do the, uh, what was his name in Striking Distance? Because his name Hardy! was. Yeah. <laughs> and the Booch! Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> it was like a lot of Nazi stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, no, our, our souls just went down a dark black hole. Sugar tits. Yeah, a little t- titillate, if you guys like titillation. Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow is this. There's no way, there's no way Danny Glover would... What the fuck is this movie? Thank yeah, when they God. first showed the fighter pilot, I immediately thought of uh, my in- inadequacies as a child. And... I did too. <laughs> Mine or yours? Yeah, yours. Yeah. Hell yeah. I've got, I've got a moose reference coming up later too. Strawberry ice cream moose. <laughs> Like a fillet is like a a, ho- a big hockey puck dick mm-hmm. disc dick. dick. <laughs> ah, Get out we of got here, a JT fan over dick. here. Damn it! <laughs> hockey puck um. dick. <laughs> Huge urethra.